Welcome to Pure Podcast. I'm Mike. And this is Orlando. And we're on episode 130. Yeah. Update episode. I love update episodes. But man, this is like, this is, this is, you know, different. I feel like, you know, things are, things are different in the world right now. And I don't think I need to remind anybody that, but man, <laughs> yeah, I know. It's, just, it's different. Speaking the obvious, but no, since our live, things have been different. Oh, things will be, things will keep getting different until they're not different anymore. <laughs> I hope that. Well, here's the thing. We feel like there's a part of me that feels like we could do an episode update episode every day just on everything. Right. Obviously, reselling maybe will change up. And actually, there's been a lot that's transpired since Friday. And we're going to talk right. about some of that later on in our reseller topics. But uh, hey, true. appreciate all you all of you listening, all of those watching on YouTube. Appreciate all those that showed up on the live. And, you know, right now it's it's one of those things that we got to be consistent. Right. Whether it's, you know listing whether it's organizing like you can you know stay in the hole like oh man like things are crazy and rough and that can drive you like all day right right but it's not a good place to be right and we're not saying work to keep you distracted but we're saying work because there's work to be done and you know this is a time that's unprecedented as far as in our reselling history yeah yeah for sure um yeah i mean and that's the thing too is like even some people i've seen have made comments um you know like well, you know, we had the Spanish influenza and things like that. And that's true as a, as a country or as a human race. You know, we've been through things that are yeah, worse. We had the Black Death in yeah. the 1300s. Yeah, yeah. But but I mean, when a lot of times when when we're thinking we, it's like we who are currently alive, right? And yeah. and and those of us who are, you know, currently experiencing this, like this is this is new. This is different. And so, you know, trying to navigate and navigate how to how to handle resale and even just like you said, um, you know, I think some of us are in unique positions cuz we actually aren't working right like so for those who have jobs like like mine where it's like you're not at work anymore maybe you were a disneyland employee maybe you worked at nike maybe you know and now it's like you're home okay and one thing i've noticed even for myself as a teacher you get the summer off every year and there's always this tendency this thing that can happen if you don't allow yourself to work and that's one reason i've loved reselling so much if you don't allow yourself to like have a purpose like mm -hmm. something that, that keeps you going it's so easy just to to have everything that you had going right in your life to start to fall apart Right. Because you you don't have the motivation to get up anymore. You don't have the motivation to like get ready for the day. You don't have the motivation to so you start to veg out and, and eat a bunch of food and watch TV and all these things. And then you start to feel bad about yourself and you start to panic because of what's on the news. So having something to keep you going, whether it's reselling or whether it's, um, you know, updating your store or sourcing or getting through death piles that kind of can help not just keep your mind off of, you know, the craziness of things, but it also gives you a purpose and it keeps you from, you know, I've seen a lot of interesting uh, you know, memes and stuff like that. And it's so true of how many people have like day one of quarantine and they've already eaten up all of their like snacks, <laughs> right? Because th that's a tendency, like you get bored and the best way to combat boredom is, is to work and to get some stuff done. So, um, you know, regardless of your situation, you're a full-time reseller, uh, maybe your kids are home now. And so things are like hectic and chaotic, find something to keep you going, keep things moving. And it will make a big, big difference, um, on your physical health, on your mental health, on your emotional health. So keep it up. 100%. Yeah. I agree with that. So what's going on with you since Friday? Yeah, man. Well, you know, it, it, it's 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 crazy. So um, I am in a place, I know you're sourcing um, still. I'm in a place where I don't really want to do tons of sourcing. Uh, my son has some respiratory issues. Uh, and so I'm, I'm doing everything I can to try and prevent, um, prevent bringing in any kind of illness into the house. Mm -hmm. So even just the times where it's like, okay, I do need to go to the, the grocery store. I got to get some milk or got to get something for him. Um, it's like, okay, my wife and I have decided just one of us is going to go so we can ensure that like 
everything that gets touched gets sanitized before it comes in. And I know it sounds crazy and I'm a little bit of a germaphobe anyways, uh, but you know, we're trying to take those precautions. Um, and so sourcing hasn't been happening, but the nice thing is our little studio we have here and where all my inventory is, um, I kind of have control over it, right? So I know that the stuff in here is is clean, it's safe. And so we've been able to come in here and get some, some listings done. Uh, we've been able to uh, kind of update some stuff in our stores. And one thing I've noticed is, and I think this goes along with what we talked about on our, our live on Friday, was there was a dip. And I saw a lot of other resellers saying like eBay was slow, sales were kind of slow. And now I'm starting to see a lot of really bizarre sales coming in, right? I expected the board games. I've sold several board games. I've expected like some of the kind of fun, stay at home, keep you busy type things. Uh, but the other things like random Hawaiian shirts and <clears throat> cowboy boots and just the most bizarre things. It's like, okay, these aren't necessities. I know people are like really spending a lot on necessities, but I think the boredom uh, <laughs> buying is already happening. Isn't that weird though? Like it's strange because yeah, like I sold a pair of sandals the other day. I think I think I might've mentioned that on Friday, but I sold like some Beats headphones for good money, nice. some Hawaiian shirts. Like it's just interesting what's selling, right? Because you would think it'd be only like, like you said, board games or stuff that will keep people solitary, mm -hmm. but things that people would go out and about with, yep. even though they can't go out and about. Well, thing, and, and I think online shopping is going to increase right now. Um, already, I mean, we've seen like big retailers are closing down. Uh, the stores aren't going to be open. And most of those stores have an avenue for people to purchase online. So it's not like, man, I was going to buy a brand new pair of Nikes. And so now I can't get them. Well, you can always go into the Nike website and buy your Nikes. Um, but I think just that that mind shift of some people, because already many, many people almost exclusively shop online or do a lot of their shopping online. But I think some of the the people who, you know, online shopping is not their preferred method. It's like, well, especially if they're the ones kind of being quarantined, like, okay, somebody in, uh, maybe elderly, somebody who's not really big on, on technology. It's like, well, I'm home, got nothing going on. Let's check eBay. Right. And so I'm starting to see some of those sales come in and, and will that change and, and how that's going to be in the future? I've got no idea, but as of now, it's kind of nice to see that I still have this source of, of income coming in. Um, you know, it's nice as, as my job luckily is still paying my salary. I'm still working. Um, and I get to do it from home, which is great. But I know a lot of people don't have that option. So reselling is one of those things where it's like, even in a crazy situation like this, because we've always, how many times in our podcast have we said, what's going to happen during a recession? Well, this isn't necessarily like, so wild, we're in a right? full on recession, yeah. but we're seeing, we're seeing ups and downs in the stocks. There's so much uncertainty and uncertainty is a time when a lot of times people start to save instead of spend, which is one of the reasons why the Fed has lowered the interest rates down to zero mm -hmm. is they want people to spend. They don't want people saving right now. They want people, they want, they need the economy stimulated. Um, and so, you know, it's a good thing to see people are still, they're still spending and, you know, we don't know what two, three weeks from now is going to look like, but so far, um, it's, it's still viable to be a reseller. No, it is. It is. And yeah, I mean, things dipped, I would say, you know, and we talked about this on our podcast, uh, the most recent live is that the day after the president gave that speech from the Oval Office, like things tanked mm. and, and they tanked because people are out, you know, going to the grocery store, standing in line, getting that toilet paper, <laughs> which I still to this day, like never thought I'd see the day. I um, love, I, you know, maybe this is kind of sad to say, but I've seen a lot of stores now that have signs up that are saying um, all sales are final, right? Because toilet of the paper. Well, not just toilet paper, <laughs> but just all so. sales final during this time. Really? Because they know people are stocking up. And just think about the impact that this would have on the economy. So stores are being 
their shelves are being emptied. So now they're purchasing new stuff. Mm -hmm. The the manufacturers, the factories are pumping out new stuff. And then let's say whenever this thing blows over, then people start oh, returning yeah. all no, of those canned foods. They start returning toilet paper. Now there's too much inventory, right? And then we're going to have the opposite problem. Stores aren't going to be able to take this stuff back. They've re relied on that money that's come in right now, this influx, a spike of money to kind of keep things going so that they can pay their employees who are taking sick leave. And if they need to shut doors or, or shorten their store hours, now all of a sudden it's like, now you have to pay all that money back. So the negative impact on the economy would almost be doubled if all of these returns start happening. So it's kind of almost encouraging to think like the people who are over hoarding certain things, it's like, well, you're kind of stuck with that stuff now. So be wise about how you're spending. Don't just buy things that are unnecessary because you might end up hurting other people who need those things. And if you're hoping to be able to return it, that could have, you know, detrimental impact on the economy as well. So, uh, yeah, it's interesting times. Yeah. All right. So on my end, so I don't, you know, it, it's interesting because as a full-time seller, I never thought, like I always talked about recession, right? We talked about recession and this is different than a recession, right? Right. And we're, we're saying this with smiles and all, and we're having a good time, but you know, I know a lot of you are going through some serious stuff right yeah. now because I myself am like, I'm, I'm contemplating, I'm, I'm good for now. Right. I've, I have savings and I have other streams of income and, you know, things are okay. Right. But the question is how long, hmm. right. And that, that's, that's what I got to think about now. I am taking it one day at a time. I can't focus too much on the macro because the macro is so unknowable, so unknowable, right. This could go either way. This could go for months and the economy really gets, you know, in a bad place. Or this can go on for a month or two. And then we have this huge economic boom because people are happy and they're celebrating. And now, you know, people are spending again. And and all this time in the winter of, you know, right now, the economy, we've all been hustling and listing. And now we have all this inventory that people are ready to spend on. Right. right. So we don't know. So that's what I'm saying. One day at a time. But as a result of that, I have made my 2000 listings. <laughs> So, so no, no ghost, ghost pepper. pepper. Oh man, I, I I hate to say, um, I thought that'd have been fun. It would have been fun. I'm actually happy for you because um, I my brother's crazy. He eats all kinds of stuff like that. Yeah, and I watched him eat a ghost pepper one time, and he's eating all kinds of crazy stuff. And um, it it was it was pretty terrible. I felt bad for him. I mean, I laughed most of the time, but then afterwards, I was like, oh, that was really bad. So you know, I'm kind of happy for you. I'm I glad you didn't have to go through the pain. You kind of don't want that. So. But did it motivate you? Was that like a motivating yeah, factor? It was. A little bit? It was. It was. I mean, obviously, I had a lot more time, right? Because right. I've been, I've been listening like crazy. Now, the motivation for the listening too has been, I'm trying to do everything I can to keep sales going. And so I have had, you know, a few hundred dollars in sales each day, which have kind of helped. Right. For those days that it's like $30. Mm. Right. Because th those days are there. And Amazon, Amazon has been fired. Now, it all depends on what you're selling on Amazon. That's why I'm always careful. Like when I share that things are a certain way, well, it all depends on what you're selling, you know, your price point and, and stuff like that. And so the other thing is that I'm kind of bummed about is that why did I take this time to choose not to do Amazon retail, retail arbitrage? Now, mm. maybe it was the best time because I can't do retail arbitrage really right you're kind of prepping yourself for what was to come but it would have been nice if you <laughs> indirectly had that. yeah yeah but it would have been nice if the last month i was pumping amazon yep. full of stuff now i am still selling stuff that has been sitting around and i have apparel and i have toys and and things that are selling there but yeah that's been kind of interesting and i have been doing some last minute sourcing i've been super careful um obviously you know distancing myself from people you know washing hands sanitizing and all that good stuff but we don't know. Like, 
We'll talk later about, you know, the effects of Nike closing, closing and other stores. But it's an interesting time because where, where you are in the country is going to determine what kind of sourcing you'll be able to do. Right. So in our part of San Diego, things haven't shut down. Mm. Right. Things are still business as usual. I know like some of the supermarkets have closed earlier. Uh, there is talk about maybe the store that shall not be named only being open from like a certain time to a certain time or closing early. But as of right now, it's business as usual. I am interested in what's going to happen to donations. Are those going to stop? Are they, you know, all these unknowables that we're, we're not 100% about. The other thing, though, is that I've just I've just been listening. I mean, listening, listening, listening. And I've been listening anything. And I haven't re- I didn't recognize how much stuff I haven't listed mm. until I actually started going through stuff. So. I'll be good probably another month without sourcing. Uh, I'm going to try to source in the in-between when possible. But, you know, if the time comes and it's very adamant, like, do not leave, do not go in. And some of you might say that it's the time now, right? Right. Well, so, and, and we're based off when we're recording this and when this is going to release, which is, you know, a day or so, things may have already changed. So when you're hearing this, you might be like, what are we talking about? Like things, you know, who knows? But, um, you know, let us know down below. Like we'd like to hear in the comments, um, if you're watching on YouTube, um, how has this affected you? How have your sales been? Um, let us know because, you know, we only know our experiences, mm-hmm. right? And so, um, you know, if you've been impacted, if, if something's gone on with your work, maybe you're, you work at a restaurant or something that's been affected um, and let us know below, like, how have you been affected? How are you getting through this? Uh, and, you know, as a community, we can all kind of come alongside and, and offer suggestions and support. And, you know, it's one of those things where um, you mentioned when you went to Costco that it was crazy, but people were pretty chill. And I experienced the same thing at a grocery store. It was pretty interesting. Like people were still like, hey, do you want to go in front of me? You have fewer things. People were keeping their distance. Um, you know, I went to church the other day and it was it looks like maybe now we might be getting close to like not meeting anymore specifically in person. But, you know, it was like people giving elbows instead of like hugs or like handshakes. And so like definitely things are changing. But you notice you got two sides of of the situation. There are some people who are are maybe going a little crazy. You've seen the videos of people fighting in stores mm-hmm. over or, mm-hmm. over toilet paper. But you also see in times like this, I've noticed like the best come out of people. I've seen people say things like, you know, like, hey, like, you know, I need milk because of blah, blah, blah. And my kids and and then, you know, other people on comments on Facebook, like, hey, I have some extra milk. I can bring some over. Right. And. And people are people do take care of each other when they can. And so even as a reseller community, I'd love to see ways that we can kind of come together. I mean, I don't know if I can necessarily get you milk if you need milk, but, you know, let us know how things are going for you. And then maybe people can come alongside and find ways to to help support you and support what's going on in your life. And uh, that'd be great. So down in the comments below, let us know uh, what's what's going on in your life. Yeah. And I'm glad you said that, because there's one thing I have noticed in reselling community that is really awesome is that. People are saying, hey, you need hand sanitizer. We have some, right? Mm -hmm. Or you need this. We have some. Or encouraging resellers to buy from other resellers Mm -hmm. if you need something. And, you know, I've been buying here and there, too. uh, But that's that's what's good. I mean, that's one of the reasons I keep telling everyone to engage in social media is that there is a community there. Right. And again, you know, there's going to be there's the nasty side of it. Yeah. Yeah, But overall. Right. I remember there was this one point in time. I don't know. Did I share this on here when I was looking for masks, which this is before they said that it really doesn't matter. Right. But I was looking for masks and they were sold out everywhere. Well, I just reached out to one of our listeners that I knew they had to mask. And, you know, there we go. Right. It's good to go. Right. And so there are some of the things that you you got to look out for and you got to understand that, hey, in the reselling community, like people overall, like you're seeing a good side of humanity right now. Right. And that's on social. And and the, here's what's the hard part is that 
in times like these in pandemic, you know, it's not like rallying together after 9-11 or right. rallying together, you know, in, in a natural disaster. This is different. So if we can keep connecting, keep together, that's a good thing. Yeah. So do you, do you have any stories? Yeah. So oh yeah, uh, okay. I don't really have tons of random stories, but like one thing, and again, this kind of goes to like how things are different now, but um, it, it's kind of neat because I get to be home um, with my family and this is probably the biggest upside for me. Um, I can almost picture for a little bit what it'd be like if I was a full-time seller with my wife. Like my wife does it full-time. Um, I do a lot of the sourcing, but it's kind of cool because just getting the time with family and one thing that that I got to see today is my wife does all of the shipping. She she she's so incredible with as soon as things sell, she's coming to our warehouse, she's getting the item, she's she gets them shipped out right away. And it's cool because my son is he's a handful. He's a young boy. He's awesome, but he's he's crazy, right? He runs around and he likes to play with things and touch stuff. And um, but it was cool to see like him being part of it. I, you know, occasionally mm-hmm. on weekends I get to see it, but today I really got to see it. And um, you know, he's helping pack and he's helping and he wanted to carry packages. And so there was one package that was the right size for him to carry. And it was like a, a, a mailer and we have like decorative mailers. This one was like a flamingo one. And so it's like folded over. Right. And he was able to stick his arm through. So it was almost like a, like a a boxing glove on his hand and he's running around with it and he's having fun and he loves to help carry the packages in. But then I felt bad because he usually gets to help carry the packages into like the UPS store, the USPS store. And because what we decided is like, okay, I'm going to bring it all in. That way I can make sure that anything that if I end up touching a hard surface in here, I can hand sanitize and I'm not bringing any germs to him. Um, And so he was devastated when I had to take the package from him. He just like crying. But as sad as it was to see, it was also sweet to see how he is a part of what we're doing too. Nice. You know, and so... Um, it's cool to, to get to see that. It's cool to see how it's a family thing. And I'm sure many of our listeners who do this as a family too, I mean, reselling is one of those things, like it's almost impossible. Now there are those who it's like maybe their spouse or significant other or their kids are just not interested at all. But a lot of times it ends up being like everybody pitches in, somebody's pushing a cart, somebody's helping find items, Mm -hmm. somebody. And so it's just neat to see, um, to see my son being a part of this thing that we're doing. Um, and I'm sure he's going to have crazy memories of going into the warehouse and pulling items and packing stuff and, and obviously not child labor, you know, I'm not, he's not <laughs> a slave. Going with that, Mike? He's not a slave here, but, um, he, he has fun with it. And so, um, it was really neat to see that today. I felt bad that, you know, I broke his little heart, taking his package from him. Um, but just, just to see the joy he gets to help mom carry the packages out to the car and bring them in. It's just, you know, of course he's not actually a big help, but the fact that he gets to be a part of it and think he's helping, it's like, it's just, it melts in my heart. So that was really cool to see. What about you? Uh, you know, it's mine isn't as upbeat and as uplifting as yours. You know, it's been interesting what's been going on with eBay lately. And I noticed this. So you, you got to understand that during times like this, that there's going to be opportunities to buy a lot. Right. Because as the economy goes down and when this economic downturn, there's going to be a lot of people liquidating. And at the same time, a lot of those individuals are going to think that you're liquidating. Mm. And so I got hit hard. I would say Friday and Saturday with all kinds of low ball offers. Like, like I'm talking about like a dollar or two or and stuff like that. And I think part of that was I think people like recognize that you're a reseller or whatever it is. And they recognize that you have stuff. So maybe I'm right. reading into it. But I did notice that there was this huge kind of onslaught of like low offers. And I'm like, hey, I'm not liquidating anytime soon. And I didn't mm. tell people that. But it was kind of, you know. You see where the economy is going. You see where, where things are happening. And so it, that also made me think because I had people DMing us 
about, hey, so-and-so has this, so-and-so has that. And so this is what I mean. If you can help resellers and you have the capital to buy, it's a good time to buy. And again, don't look at it as if, you know, you're trying to give somebody a deal that's not going to help them out. Overall, them selling it is worth it to that individual, right? There's a reason they're contacting you. There's a reason that they want to make that deal, right? Mm -hmm. So think about that, but expect that, right? Because right now is definitely, you know, going to be a time to buy. I would say <laughs> it's better a time to buy stocks right now because, I, you know, I don't know. We don't know. Like, who knows? Like, if the market shuts down, like, for a long time, we don't know. But it's it's definitely an interesting time because you don't know what to source, right? And that's where I'm stuck at. Because I went sourcing, you know, I hit probably three or four stores and I picked up a whole lot of stuff. But what I kept saying, I kept telling people was, hey, just to let you know, uh, this is what the comps were. But this is what the comps were before Thursday. Right. Those comps may not be the same anymore in a month or, you know, or for a long time. Right. So that's something you got to be aware. The other thing is I've had to make concessions with sellers. Right. And I shared some of this because I need the income to keep flowing. So, you know, for example, I had somebody that had offered something. I accepted the offer and then they said, oh, I thought under the terms like this was free shipping. I'm sorry. Can you cancel it? Instead of canceling it, I just got back to him and I said, hey, listen, I can make it free shipping, no big deal. Send you a new invoice, I send me a new invoice. And I still, I still made $50 net profit. Right. So was I going to turn away that sale for $10 at a time right now that I need cash flow? No, I'm not going to do that. So take that as advice, you know, that at this point in time, like we can't be too, you know, over the top about hey, maintain our prices. Because if you're part-time and you've got income still going in, I think you're okay, right? But if you're full time, like you, you got to make that call, right? Because, right, and I'm not saying accept every offer because I, I just talked about I had lots of low offers, but overall, just be careful about that. And the other thing I'm seeing too is now I'm getting people that are accepting offers and are saying, well, just to let you know, I won't be able to pay until like March 28th Ooh. or like April something. You got to be careful about that. Now, they may be honestly telling you the truth, but if you're selling something that's not a necessity, like I, I've declined it and yeah. I've said, hey, unfortunately, you know, this, the payment I expected, you know, right away, if maybe in a month or so, if the item's available, you know, send me the same offer and we'll make that deal. But I do see a lot of that happening. A lot of it's valid. You know, if you're selling items that people need, it's valid, but then you have to make a decision. Do I want to go ahead with this or do I not? Yeah, I think that's a good point. It's important that we don't, that we're not, um, a layaway, right? And and when it comes to, I think it's one of those things. Like if you've got things, and I think you're you're spot on. If if somebody needs something, you're selling something that's essential. Um, however, when it's you know a Kobe Bryant, well, I guess maybe that's a bad example. If it's a Michael Jordan rookie basketball card, yeah, right. And somebody wants it, but they're like, "Hey, sorry, like hard times right now. I can't pay for it." It's <laughs> no, like, it's not oh times. man, you know, like yeah, people yeah. are going <clears throat> through hard times, and maybe you're one of them. But again, like I don't want to be the the person who's encouraging them to be purchasing things if they need the money right now that they should be saving or buying necessities, right? Agreed. So, agreed. Um, you know, that, I I think that's that's really big. That's crucial um, to remember is that you know it's hard because you're a person that needs the money too. Mm -hmm. You know what I mean? Mm -hmm. Like this is your income. So um, somebody else's hard time can become yours. I remember when I was I was a landlord and I was a terrible landlord because I was too kind. Um, I know that's a sad thing wow. to say. <laughs> you were terrible because you're too kind. Yeah, I got I got totally just I got I got taken advantage of. Um, I had a tenant 
who, um, and I was, this is my first time I was ever a landlord. Um, I ended up selling that house because the experience was so terrible. And I remember I had a conversation with a guy afterwards, like this person that, that my tenant um, didn't pay me for for months. Every single month, it was like late by several weeks. And there was always a reason, right? Yeah. It was always like something happened to my car. And I, it broke my heart, you know, because I knew, I knew she had kids. And it's like, all right, like I'll take it late. Like it's fine. But then it got to the point where, okay, now we're like two months past due. I've, I've been dealing, you know, trying to work with you. But like, so then it was just like, hey, like you're going to have to move out, right? And her response to me was, well... You're just going to have to wait longer or you're going to have to evict me. And you know, if you evict me, it's going to take you like 60 days to do it. So good luck. Right. And so it's basically like I had been been bending over backwards to help this person. And they were basically like, well, too bad. I'm going to I'm going to screw you over. Like, I'm not going to let like like you're going to have to get rid of me and I'm going to stay here as long as I can. And when they did finally leave and I had to evict them, they destroyed my house like purposely as vindictively, like like feces on the wall, like rotten food thrown it and rubbed it into the carpets, like destroyed the house, like ripped out plumbing because they were mad that I had to evict them, but they weren't paying. And I, I still had to pay my mortgage. I still, you know, and I remember I had a conversation with another landlord just randomly that I met at some party and, and he explained, he goes, look, every time they would say something, he used an example, like my, my dad died and I have to pay for the funeral and I need to get the, the casket. So I'm not gonna be able to pay. Basically what you need to tell them is no, that means I'm buying your dad's casket. Like, I can't do that. Like, I'm sorry. I know you're going through hard times, but I'm a person too that has to, I've got bills to pay. Like you can't, I can't take on your hardship, you know? And mm. I think there's, I think there's a fine line between helping people and letting people take advantage of you. And I think that's something everybody has to find is where's that place where you can help people. You can donate, you can find out, like I said, like, you know, if your neighbor, if you've got an elderly neighbor who shouldn't be going out, it does it no, it's not, and you are going out, Stop by, give them a call. Hopefully you got your neighbor's phone numbers and say like, hey, I'm going to the store. Do you need some food? Do you need some stuff, right? Mm -hmm. And pick some stuff up. I mean, you were at Costco and you picked some stuff up for me. Like there's no, like, there's there's many ways you can help people without being taken advantage of. And I think it's important to, to find that difference. And as a reseller, there's going to be some people who are going to think that they can take advantage of you or that you're taking advantage of others. Therefore, you know, it's just, it's tough because we're all people and Things like this bring out the best of people and they bring out the worst of people. Um, and so it's, it's, it's scary, it's, but you got to do what you got to do. Agreed. Agreed. It's just be aware. You, some of those messages will be coming through and you're just going to have to sort through them and just, you know, hope you make the right call. So that's our random stories. Yeah. Hey, before we move on, Hey, we do have something exciting we want to talk about. Yeah. Right. So as a result of, you know, us having a little bit more time on our hands, right. What are we doing? So we've got um, planned to drop this Friday, a third episode this week. What, what, what? So um, hopefully you guys liked the Amazon Empire reaction video we did. We've got another reaction video coming up. What are we doing this time? We are. <laughs> it's kind of interesting. We'll see how it goes. But Gary V's first two episodes of Trash Talk, we might do the all of them. But we're going to see how, the, you know, what the reaction is to these first two. The reaction to the reaction. Yeah, and it's interesting because we're going to be talking about garage sales, and I'm not sure when we're going to a garage sale again, but it'll be fun to analyze it'll and break down. It'll be like reminiscing. Down. It'll be, yes, getting nostalgic. nostalgic. The good old day. <laughs> no, let's not talk like that. Yeah, yeah. No, that's awesome. So yeah, that, that's something we're, we're planning on doing. We're hoping to maybe do some more of these like reactionary videos. And then we've got a couple of other ideas um, that, that hey, we're by the way, if too. you're wondering, it's going to be the Gary V centered videos. Yeah, yeah, yeah. So if, you know, if some of you are wondering if this is going to be okay. Safe for family. Yeah, safe for family, You know how yes. some board games have the not safe for work, the NS, yes. NSFW? Like, yeah, yeah. Uh, this is the 
SFW, safe for work version. Correct. Correct. So yeah. So and it's kind of nice because Gary V has that tenter channel. So it's a lot of editing is already done. So we're good. Yeah, that's good. And then we've got a couple of other ideas too. So um, not promising that that these are going to happen necessarily. Uh, but it would be great if we can get some input from you guys out in mm-hmm. the community. Uh, so one that we're thinking about maybe doing is uh, a episode called "Listen While We Learn," where Orlando and I think of possible niches that we don't know anything about or know very little about and spending a couple of days researching and sharing what we've learned and researched. And then you guys can kind of add to it. So if you've got some suggestions of some pretty cool niches that you would like us to learn about so that we can share our findings with you, let us know in the comments below. Um, and then also, you know, there's some really, really funny and bizarre um, <laughs> listings, eBay posts that you're like, how people are selling what are you... You read listings and it just like they're just the craziest, weirdest things. And so, if you've got any examples that you've found or run across of just bizarre listings, you want to shoot them over to us. Uh, let us know so that we can maybe do a uh, crazy eBay listing episode. So, yeah. so we're just gonna go with the flow. Don't necessarily know which episodes we're gonna record. We do have the reactionary videos that we already have planned on, but so who knows? But you know, as long as we're in this kind of quarantine slash lockdown. Yeah time in our lives that we're hoping to drop. You can be quarantined with us. Yeah. Three episodes a week. If you're a podcast. All right. It's time for your favorite time. It's the news. Here we go. Things are changing out there. The Daily. A different place. Minute by minute. Hour by hour. But don't worry. We know everything that you need to know and we're bringing it to you now. Straight <laughs> truth. Straight truth well i don't know i here's the thing the topics that we're going to talk about now in reselling i mean it's we're in an interesting time of it yeah it's touchy it is because you know and we're going to start off right off the block with the hardest one i think because we've, we've touched on this and i'm struggling with this a little bit so you know we had uh i'm sure it's been reposted i don't know how many it was on reddit it's a New York Times article about these two guys in Tennessee that bought up. Some articles say seventeen thousand. Some articles say eighteen thousand. But basically, they bought all these hand sanitizer, you know, Clorox wipes, Lysol wipes, you name it. Like they got in a van, they went to Kentucky and Tennessee, and then they started selling. And then Amazon shut them down. Mm-hmm. And so I'm not really sure. I try to investigate why. Like, obviously, somehow the New York Times were contacted and, and maybe it's the article and I totally missed it, but they're actually on the news, too. And they're, you know. And here's my thoughts on all that. Well, no, I have plenty of thoughts. We'll discuss these through. But it it was really hard to watch because, you know, we've talked about before about how we were definitely about the free market. Mm-hmm. We're definitely about how, you know, whenever there's, you know, government controls on things it kind of limits the supply because it cuts motivation. And then you have like markets that develop and and that's the only way to get things. And it just, you know, it doesn't help the consumer in the long game. Right. But at the same time, it's a, it's a time of pandemic, right? It's a time of having compassion. It's a time of allowing people to get the needs they want at the cost that they can actually afford. So, you know, there, there's different angles on this, but my biggest takeaway from the story, and if you don't know what we're talking about, all you have to do is type in like Tennessee hand sanitizer. We wanted to take a quick moment to thank our sponsors for this episode. 
So Orlando and I are always looking out for tools and programs that can be used in our own reselling to help improve our sales uh, and things that we can share with the community in order to help others. Uh, And we've been lucky enough to partner with two companies here at the same time uh, that we think do just that. So it's kind of interesting because both of these companies are competition. So, uh, you know, but this is a good thing that we're advertising both, I feel, because we are really, really big on letting you make decisions and not saying like, this is the way you should do things because you know, you know, what's best for your model of selling and what you need to be doing. Uh, so we've been able to partner with list perfectly and Vindu. And both of these are programs that can be used to cross list postings on multiple platforms. This is great because we always talk about the importance of being on multiple platforms and not putting all of your eggs into one basket. But one of the barriers to that is the time issue. And the nice thing with List Perfectly and Vindu is it allows you to make one listing that then gets cross-posted to multiple platforms. So you're not having to post things multiple places and spend that time. And in this case, that time saved is money you're making. So both of these companies have a special offer for our listeners if you were to sign up. Um, You need to sign up using the affiliate links that we have in our descriptions or show descriptions in order to get the uh, promotional codes. Uh, So first of all is List Perfectly. They're giving 30% off your first month, which is amazing. And they've got some incredible things that they they offer. So uh, for instance, your postings go to eBay, they go to Mercari, Depop, Grail, Etsy, Poshmark. There's just so many. You got to check it out. There's almost too many to list here. Um, and so if you sign up, you get 30% off, but you have to use our... our link and then use the code LP30. And then the other one is Vindu. Vindu is very similar. Uh, You're going to get 25% off your first month if you use our affiliate link. You don't have to use a promo code. Just click on the link in the description. Uh, And your your listings are going to go to eBay. They're going to go to Etsy. They're going to go to Poshmark. They're going to go to Mercari. So this is just a great opportunity for you to save some time, get on multiple platforms, and maybe make some more money. Or whatever in Google and you'll, you'll get that story. But here's my tough part is I, I've shared this before that retail arbitrage, sharing retail arbitrage on social media, it's just, it's never, it's, it's never a good idea, right? On multiple levels. One level is, right, if, if things were normal right now, like it, it kills that market, right? right. Because everybody's going to go out there, it's going to drive prices down. The other part is, you know, it stigmatizes us a little bit, yeah. right? In this scenario, right? Because- Right now, we're at a very heightened emotional state with everything going on, right? And you think about it, it's like, I, I myself, like a few weeks ago, I, I talked about I was looking for masks. The other day, I needed some hand, hand sanitizer. Actually, Mike reached out and said, hey, I got the, you know, the elements to make them, right? But, you know, when P, and, and we're resellers, so we have access to that stuff. Just because we're part of the community, we know who to go to and so on. But if you're that person that's sitting you know, at home and you have your kids and you're worried and da da da, and then you see this news story, man, it's not going to look good. Yeah. Right. And, and these guys have been vilified on social media. And I'm always saying like, we need to be careful about what we <laughs> flex on social. Like it's one thing for me to go, Hey, I bought this pair of Doc Martens for $5 and I sold it for a hundred. Right. Because number one, that's not something that I'm selling during a time of crisis. Two, it's not something that people are like, oh man, I better get out there and get those Doc Martens. And, and three, it's like a vintage piece. It's like a celebration. Hey, I found this treasure and I was able to connect the buyer to this item. This, I think, runs a little different. What are your thoughts on that? It's tough. I I run the gambit and, and I, I see both sides. And so 
I'm going to try and present it in a way. I had a, a history teacher, actually wasn't history, he was an English teacher when I was um, first year of college. And he was so good about presenting ideas. It was a very political class, which a lot of English classes when you get to college and even high school are. Uh, it was very political. But the great thing was, is this, this teacher was so good at presenting both sides of an argument so fairly that even me, who feels like I'm pretty perceptive of like what somebody actually believes and what agenda they're trying to push, I had no idea like where he landed on on mm -hmm. on this, on any subject. And so I, I'm going to try and present both ideas in a way that's like, I'm not saying what's right and what's wrong because um, my opinion really doesn't matter anyways. And so here, matters. here's what I think. I, I agree. I think that one side of it is this makes it can make resellers look terrible. There's already a negative perception, even with toys, right? Like we've had friends who've kind of said things like, you know, you go buy up all the toys and you charge, you know, an exuberant amount for it. And it just makes, it can make people look bad. It can, it can add to the stigma of, you know, what we do for a living. And especially when it comes to things that are necessary, right? If it's like, there's no hand sanitizer, there's no things that like can actually help people in times of need. Can you imagine if it was like medicine or something like that, mm -hmm. right? That, that we can look at something and say like, man, like because of these people, these things aren't available. The other side of the spectrum is, all right, let's look at toilet paper as an example. And I know there's some people who are selling toilet paper, but I think the vast majority of people who are buying all the toilet paper at stores, it's for personal, right? Like they're mm -hmm. stockpiling it. Now, of course, stores can and have put limits on things, but it took a little while before they figured out like we've got a limit. And I think even that article where the people were selling, they, the Tennessee guys, they mentioned there was a hole in the market. And so resellers often act as that third-party agency that helps fix holes in the market. And so one side could say, look, if they didn't do that, let's say let's say resellers buy hand sanitizer and then list it. The market's going to determine what it's valued at if they list everything. If every reseller mm -hmm. that bought all hand sanitizers list them online, now people can actually get the hand sanitizer without having to drive to the store and expose themselves because they can buy it online. Now, when eBay and Amazon pull all those listings, you've actually made it harder for people to get stuff. The thing is, if resellers weren't doing that, if you can't, if you don't make it so resellers can sell those things online to the people who need them, what I perceive as being another thing that could happen is people will go into the store and say, I'm going to buy all the toilet paper and I'm going to buy 30 bottles of hand sanitizer for my house in case I need it. Then you've got people who need hand sanitizer, but nobody's selling it because the people who bought it all up are buying it to hoard it personally. Well, and that's so a, what's worse? Go ahead. Yeah, I know. I agree. I agree. What's worse having having the entire stockpile in a handful of homes because people are worried that they're going to need it for themselves or people going and keeping it from those hoarders and saying, you're not going to be able to hoard this unless you're willing to spend $40, $50 a bottle, which maybe is way too high. And part of that is because so many people are hoarding it. If, if people were only buying what they needed, I bet that market number and if... E and we, we need to make the distinction between hoarding and reselling. Right. Right. I think we've come to a place and I agree. I mean, even Gary Vee had a very powerful opinion about this. And I, I see why he felt the way he felt. Right. Because it does make us I mean, he didn't use the word trash, but it does make us look like like that when it's hoarding. Right. Right. When it's not being put out there, when people can't have access to it. But if it's out in the market and people are ready to buy it, I think we're having a different conversation. Yeah. Because because people I mean, are artificially inflating price, inflating prices by limiting the supply. That's a different ballgame. Yeah, that's very different. And the thing I think what's really happening, though, is it's probably not as many as much the resellers that are artificially inflating the price. I mean, I think that's part of it. They're playing a role in that. But I think it's 
just as much or more the number of people who are purchasing items to keep in their house. So somebody who has two totes full or two, two, a closet full of hand sanitizer that they want for themselves, and none of that is on, on the market, they're never going to use all of that. They're not going to use that much. Then the person who goes into the store, they can't get it. But if Amazon and eBay, and I'm just playing devil's advocate here because I do think maybe there's a place to say like, hey, we want to discourage people from doing these types of things. But if they weren't to do that and say, you know what? If you've got hand sanitizer and you can sell it, sell it. Let's say the person hoarding all of those goes, oh my gosh, these are selling for a bunch on, on Amazon. I'm going to throw mine up. Well, we know how prices tank, right? Mm-hmm. If all of a sudden the market is is just saturated with people trying to sell this stockpile that they have, instead of them selling for $70 a bottle, they start selling for $5, $10 a bottle, which might be a better price point where people aren't going to be just putting them in their closet for no reason. They might only be buying what they need. I'd be willing to spend $10 for a bottle of hand sanitizer if because I can't get it anywhere. But the problem is because people aren't able to sell them on eBay and Amazon and people are stockpiling them because they're getting them for a dollar a bottle. And so they're buying 30 bottles worth instead of just one. So I could see why this the the price, the, if the market was allowed to work the way it should and people weren't hoarding, I think we'd be okay. The problem is in anything, markets take a while to work all the kinks out. Yeah, and it's a hard one. I mean, I feel terrible. And, and the reason I feel terrible is not only does this, you know, overall... What happened here? I and I'm not sure. I I don't, I don't know. I don't know the whole. I mean, I read the story, but you know, seventeen thousand bottles. Like maybe he was doing merchant fulfilled. You know what I mean? Maybe I I don't know what the whole story is. Now I know that right away Amazon had shut down their listings and eBay, so maybe they weren't trying to sell right away. But is that better? And and I I, I again I get that that looks very trashy, and those people may have. They they may be under a lot of fire, but and what's I'm not worse? bashing the people. No, no, no. I understand. Like the the part the part that I'm struggling with is why were individuals willing to put themselves out there? And this is why I say this: mm. it's because we have reseller friends of ours who seriously, and actually, you know, there was one of them. We we were doing an interview that had before all this happened is known to collect like soaps and perfumes and, and hand sanitizer and all these, these discontinued items and puts them away. Right. Because they build a value over time because they're discontinued and then put them out on the market getting slammed. Mm. Right. Because people didn't know the backstory or, you know, today I had another reseller. I saw a YouTube where she came across two boxes that she didn't know she had in her garage Decided to sell them on Facebook Marketplace because there's no, no no place else. Two for five. Mm-hmm. Nah, that's a that's a deal, right? No sales tax, nothing. Slammed like threats, like, and I'm just like, okay. So as a reselling community, we got to be careful what we share. I'm not saying be shady, but be careful what you share. If it's a time of emotional, like emotionally, everybody's on very very shaky ground. And you're flexing about items that people need and are trying to get like that. That's a bad scenario. Like, don't do that. I we saw I saw one comment in one of our posts that I thought was pretty fair. Um, And I I wish I think if if this was allowed to happen on eBay, um, we'd quickly be able to find what the market value is on stuff. And again, market value comes down to supply and demand. Right. Mm -hmm. And as demand goes up, price does go up, but it'll eventually get to a point where people aren't willing to spend more like. I'll spend $10 for a bottle of hand sanitizer, but I won't spend 15, right? Like, well, it'll eventually find its place as, as the number that's in supply and the number that's demand. But um, one one suggestion that I thought was good was instead of price, what would be considered price gouging, just listing a bottle for $100 and then everybody saying, well, I can list my bottles for $100. Instead, what if 
all of them that are in the market, every all that people have to sell just get put up on the price that they cost on auction, right? Like put it up for a dollar fifty for a bottle of hand sanitizer. And hmm. people will pay what it's worth, right? Because then it's not, you're not saying what it's worth. You're letting people decide if they want to buy it at this price. And and um, again, so you got somebody now who's got 17,000 bottles of hand sanitizer. They're no longer allowed to sell them. Well, what do we do with those, right? Do they just sit until the litigation is done with this instead of getting that onto the market? Which again, if those were in shelves, I know tons of people would have been able to get them at the right price, but probably at least half of them would have ended up as extras in people's closets, you know, as opposed to, oof, I got to pay a lot. So I'm going to actually use this, you know, in a way that, that which, makes sense. which pushes supply because businesses are now going to say, Hey, we need to produce right. more and so on. Now, the other part of this is, you know, the attorney general actually showed up and has actually, they, they have to donate it all. Mm. So, so they lost that. So they lost that money. But here's my other concern. So right now we know a lot of, and I'm just throwing this out there because it's uh, people know I, I'm not giving away bolo, but there's a lot, there's a market for food right now, right? Because, you know, time is being limited in certain areas, like where you can go to the grocery store or when and da 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 and, and so on. And, and some people don't want to go out, right? Because they don't want to be amongst a large group of people, right? So the angle that Amazon has right now is that people can feel safe, right? They can order online, get developed, develop, delivered to their door. They, they can sanitize the item before it comes in their house and they're good. But here, here's the issue, right? So we bring in this legislation about price gouging. And so at what end will the Amazon fair price policy and supplies? And what, what I mean is third-party sellers, right? If we're talking about their 58%, right, of Amazon, right? And they're the ones that I'm sure they're, right now Amazon's saying they're having a shortage on being able to supply constantly, right? And what's able to provide that infrastructure is the third-party sellers. But what if third-party sellers now are scared, right? They don't they don't want to put anything out there. They're worried like, okay, what what price can I put it at? Is eBay, eBay, gonna, uh, eBay Amazon going to knock my listing? Are they going to suspend me? And so what you end up creating indirectly, and I, I can say this historically, is you provide black markets. Mm-hmm. Right, black markets thrive, and then we get in an even trickier scenario because then it's more about who do you know, right? So we know the black market of reselling, right? I know where to get goods, right? If I need, that's a really weird thing to say. <laughs> I know, but right, I know. If I, I don't know it, the black market, that's for sure. I know, but you know, okay, I'm not trying to incriminate myself. I'm joking. He can I'm, get the goods. I, I'm putting that in quotes. But what I'm saying is, if I needed a mask, if I needed sanitizer, if I needed gloves, if I needed that, uh, like, we could post something on Instagram, right? Or we can contact certain people, and sure enough you know, it'll get back to us and we'll be able to acquire those goods. But then what about all those other people that can access that? Right. Or, and so no one, you know, it, it, I don't know. I I just struggle with this because if we do this, then it's supermarkets will slow down, right. Their production, because they're going to think like, Hey, we have food on the shelves and then eventually things will slow down and people may not get the foods that they need. Right. Cause Amazon's going to run out of stock. Now I'm just throwing different scenarios. I'm not saying I'm right, but I do know historically that whenever, and we've talked about this, whenever there's, you know, price limits put on stuff or regulation at times, it stifles innovation. It stifles the free market. And what ends up happening you have black markets that develop. And then it's, it's just, who do you know? How can you access stuff? Yeah. I feel like there's already like toilet paper, black markets where people are on the, on like side streets with like jackets <laughs> open up, like 
10 squares, you know, like, <laughs> you know, you're just, you're trading. I don't let us know squares your thoughts below. sanitizer I, for 10 squares of toilet paper. Yeah. And, and I'm, I want to be careful. You know what I mean? I, I don't ever want this to be a politicized podcast, yeah. right? We're not trying to politicize. We're just throwing ideas out there. Let us know in the comments below. We could be completely wrong and, and we aren't. So let us know in the comments below, or maybe you see like, okay, I understand why things need to go in this direction and why it's a good thing when third-party sellers are able to constantly send things to Amazon to provide goods for individuals. All right. Are we good with that? Yeah. I think that's good. All right. The next thing, sports cards. This is getting trickier right now. So we've talked about, and I'm not, I haven't, and by the way, Mike and I have not sold a single mask or hand sanitizer or disinfecting wipes or none of that. Yeah. Like I don't have, <laughs> I only have mine because I've been cleaning shoes. <laughs> you know what I mean? So, um, Okay, going to sports cards. So this has been interesting. So sports cards, think about it. Like a week ago, I remember Gary Vee had this whole like episode all about sports cards and sports cards were like killing it. And they were like thousands of dollars, but immediately tanking and tanking and tanking. Yeah. Well, I mean, the the, the push for not sports all of right them, not is, all of them, by the way. Yeah. I mean, the, it, it's like anything like engagement is going to drive up prices, right? Like when whenever anything new comes out with, you know, new Pokemon movie, right? Pokemon card values go up because mm -hmm. new kids are getting into Pokemon. And sports is one of those things that like when you when you're obsessed with sports, I'm not really a huge sports guy. So but I know many people who are. And so when you watch the game and then you watch the after game and then you watch, you know, commentaries on it and people talk about, you know, is this person going to get traded to this team? And is this going to happen? And this person, it it's so consuming. It's something you think about all the time. And so the idea of having sports cards to go along with these people you're talking about and hearing all the time, it makes sense. It's it's part of the the fever of of what your your hobby is. Now, if your hobby gets instantly taken away from you, as it were, right? Mm -hmm. It's like, there's nothing to watch. Maybe there's some stuff on sports, but it's like, it's just not the same. And so I could see why the the engagement on them would be lower. And so the hype and the, the demand for the cards is going to go down. But hey, that might mean it's a good time. I don't know if they're like stocks. Like, are that, 20, that's what I'm wondering. Are 2020 cards going to be worth much compared to 2021 when basketball is big again? Are they going to be worth more? Because people are like, man, that was the year. Like, this was so and so's rookie card. The year that like the NBA shut down, right? Like, who yeah. knows? Who knows? I don't yeah, know. It's just tough. So be careful. But the other lesson in all of this is, and it kind of goes with this hand sanitizer. Everything we're talking about is. I'm seeing more and more like to be successful as a reseller, you have to have the constants, right? Because if we're chasing one thing to the other, right? I'm fine. I've talked about this. One of the reasons I slow down my retail arbitrage with Amazon is that you're constantly going to be chasing, right? But if you're able to find that niche or that niche, right? Where it's constant sellers, like right now, you know, shoes and clothing are still selling. They're not popular, right? It, it's work, but people will always need clothes as far as I know and need shoes, right? And need work shoes and so on, right? But these luxuries do go away in an economic downturn, right? Now, I think Mike is right. Like these could be like stocks and there are a lot of sports card, I guess you call them speculators mm. that are telling people hold, like don't sell, right? But at the same time, there's a lot of people just like we had mentioned last time about sneakerheads that were liquidating their shoes because in this economic downturn, like they had no savings, right? Yep. They had no options. This is what they had to do. So just think about these options. You know, right now is a time for all of us to assess our reselling, right? I mean, I truly believe this time right now, and hopefully it's only two weeks, 
maybe a month at the most, or it could be six months. We don't know. This is this is definitely going to try resellers, right? And we're going to have a lot of resellers that are going to be like, I'm done. Right? And there's going to be other resellers that are going to come out of this stronger. And I know that sounds very trite what I'm saying, but <laughs> I think if we get through this as resellers, I'm not sure there's anything we can't get through out right now because the market's never been this bad mm. ever in the history of mankind. I mean, history of the United States, we've never had the market end up like this. Yeah. And I think you, like you, the way you started the episode is a good point that some people might not be thinking of is times go up and down for everybody, right? Like mm -hmm. you're going to have times in your life where you're doing really well financially and times when you're not. And so um, just in the same way of buying stocks, like ideally the, the, the rule of economics, uh, I guess not of economics in general, but the rule of, of financial wisdom is, is the buy low, sell high, mm -hmm. you know? And so it's sad to say, like some people, a lot of the things I get on um, Craigslist ads or things like that are things that I know that people are selling collections because it's like, hey, I'm about to move. I need to get rid of this stuff. Or I need to pay this bill. And so I'm, I'm liquidating a whole collection. Um, So I'm providing them a service. It's like, I can't pay you more than this because it's not worth more than that for me. Uh, but if you want this money, I can give it to you. And you can, it's like, you know, pawn shop or something like you could pay the bills you need to pay or do. And sometimes you feel bad about it. But then again, it's like, who else is going to buy this stuff? Like it might take this person, it might take me a year to sell these things and make a profit off of it. They might not have a year, right? And so um, you can potentially in a time like this, if people start selling things because they need the money, you can jump in, buy those things, provide that service for them, get them the money that they need. But then you're also increasing your, your inventory. You're able to source through online arbitrage. And you might come to a place like kind of how you are saying even at the beginning too for you is that you might be willing to take lower prices on stuff because you need that cash flow going. And so people are getting deals, right? And so it, it ends up evening out. Some people are going to get deals on things they need. You might be able to buy things for cheaper than then you would buy them otherwise. And so you could still be sourcing. You just got to adapt. You got to figure out what's the best way to use the market that we're in um, because there's going to come a time where you're not going to be able to, people aren't getting rid of their collections, right? And so, but people are collecting, so you could sell things for higher. So it's this up and down of like, you might be buying now, but it might be a year before you're able to sell those things you're buying. So you got to figure out what's the best way to use this situation to your advantage and not to your advantage in the sense, I always want to make sure it's not like, Let's take advantage of people. But how can you take care of your family? How can you take care of those around you um, by making financially wise decisions? I don't think anybody blames somebody for buying stock when it's low, hoping that it goes back up and then not selling until years later when it goes up. If you can do those things, it's not that you're taking advantage of the company when they sold off, but you're doing what you have to do for yourself. You know, Agreed. Agreed. And, and again, this is the time to buy, right? I mean, even with stocks, I was talking to Mike. I'm like, my poor stocks. Like, I bought stocks on Friday, and now, the, you know, there was a dip today, 3,000 points. Yep. Right? The Dow Jones, yeah. The Dow Jones, right? So, who knows? But, again, if this is something also to think about, right? You got to decide when things recover, how much your money is going to put into, are you going to put into capital, how much into savings, right? So, if an opportunity, again, to buy happens, right, you can buy. Right. Because right now, if things rebound economically, the stock market is good yep. right now. And eventually real estate's going to fall into that, too. Right. Especially with zero percent. Right. So, OK. Now, I, there's other encouraging news here. Amazon hiring 100,000 people to work in their warehouses and continue distribution. I thought that I saw that was encouraging. Now, I know a lot of people were concerned, like, what is Amazon doing to protect employees? Right. right? And that's a very valid and real concern. This also, though, tells me that I, I, I don't see Amazon doing this poorly. Right. Right. I mean, Amazon has a lot of uh, social stigmatism about it already. Right. 
right? And so to mess up on this one no. probably would not be something that Jeff Bezos is looking forward to doing. Yeah. And I think, I think too, it's one of those things like I was thinking um, about this. You know, I've got friends that work in the the food industry and it's like, okay, there's restaurants shutting down. These are these people's source of income, mm-hmm. right? So and, tough. And, and it's tough for them. And and I feel terrible. But the way we got to look at it is many of those people would say, look, I'm, I understand why this is being shut down because it's important for health reasons that I'm not being exposed to hundreds of different people coming to this table doing these. So, but I need my money. I need to be able to pay bills. So the alternative is some companies, let's say a, um, a grocery store or mm-hmm. a place like Amazon is like, you know what? We need extra people unloading trucks. We need extra people stocking at night. So people are able to 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 find, if you can find employment, you're not going to be upset. I mean, you might be upset that your job that you, you know, prefer isn't available at the moment. But we also have to look at these companies who are able to bring in some of these people. And I get that like a warehouse could be a bad situation. But I also know when you're talking about, you know, million square foot facility and you're running back and forth, a lot of it's just you, you know, like, like you, you're interacting with people like in crossing, but you're not like, sitting as close as Orlando and I are sitting right now, right? So, And there might be parts of the warehouse that's like- Oh, that. I'm sure. But again, you would imagine that they would be taking precautions because mm-hmm. like you said, they're they're going to try and do things well. Um, so we got to look at it and say like, jobs are just shifting. And so I don't think anybody wants every job across the board to shut down, even if it's for health, because people can't pay their bills, you know? And so it's good to see that there are options. Now, again, is this ideal? Is anybody happy about this? Absolutely not. But at the same time, if I was the kind of person that was not getting paid because my my company shut down, I'd be saying, I'm so thankful that there are some companies who are now actually hiring, even if it's just part-time, in order to facilitate the needs. And that kind of, again, is the free market at work, right? It's, it goes to show that that where the need is, even in a crazy situation, it can be filled and and there's a way to make money, which is good because... If everybody were to just say, well, I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to work. And again, maybe you don't because you're trying to isolate for safety reasons. That's that's understandable. And and hopefully you, you know, you're set up so you can do that. But if you're like, I need, I need my paycheck, well, then you're going to be thankful that there's companies doing this. Yeah. So, you know, kudos to to Amazon for, you know, we're not the biggest fans of Amazon. Okay. So I just I saw this as a bright spot in everything that's happening. Again, online sales. Right. I do think that are going to pick up. And this other news story that I wanted to share is kind of some of that. And so Barron's just uh, upgraded uh, eBay's uh, status. And the reason is, and I'll just read it real quick. As more retailers announce closing of physical stores, consumers will likely turn more and more to online commerce options. And that could be a boon for eBay. Webbush and analyst Egal, I'm not going to say last name, on Monday raised his rating on the online marketplace to outperform from neutral with a new price target of 38 from $34. We're talking about stocks. But I think people are seeing that, right? Again, this is something that we don't know 100%, right? But I, I do get the general feeling and it depends on what we're selling. It may mean all across the board, we're going to do well on eBay, right? It could mean that, or it can mean just certain niches. Right. Or maybe new items or food or whatever it may be. But some of you have said, like I've seen even on Instagram, some people had way better weekends this weekend, which was a terrible weekend overall for the economy than they've had in the last two, three months. Some of some I've heard some say it's been like Q4. Right. And I do want to be sensitive. I know there's some of you right now that are saying things are bad and they're terrible. So please understand. I'm in like middle of the road. Right. <laughs> things are okay. Uh, they do need to get better soon. All right. That's where I'm at. So understand 
you know, just because somebody is successful and you're not being successful, it doesn't mean that you're doing something wrong. It's definitely something you should reassess, but it could be a whole different ballgame, right? They may have different items. They may be sourcing differently. You know, we don't know, right? But what we do know is as a social distancing, man, was that word part of our vocabulary before now? Yeah, nothing I ever used. Right? I don't think I've ever used that term. And now it's part of our, you know, lexicon. Speaking of which, we are not practicing very safe uh, social distancing right now. Oh, yeah, we're not we're, six feet apart. We're, we're not six feet apart. <laughs> so but that's like, okay. Over here. Yeah. And this is our new Pure Russell podcast. Yeah. No, I know. I know. But we should put, you know, it'd be, I, it might not be funny because it but might be funny to actually. I know. And that's the thing right now. Plastic yeah. like divider between us. And we want you guys to know, like we're smiling, we're laughing, we're enjoying, but we get that everything is very real right now. Right. And part of our goal is also to be a distraction. Like we don't want, you know, we can still have a good time when we can still have fun right now. Yeah. Like, we, we, you know, trust me, the moment Mike and I walk out of the studio, reality is going to smack us really hard. Right. It's not like we're going to walk into the Pure podcast, you know, world. And like just recently, no, we got families and we got bills that may not go paid. I mean, we don't know. Right. We don't know. So. Find that encouraging, you know, maybe, maybe, it's, I don't know, maybe I know I've invested in eBay. I'm not saying anyone should, but I'm, I'm anticipating that eBay may pick up uh, right now. It's not picking up for me where it should, but I know a lot of sellers are doing well there. So, wow, you're an owner of eBay. I had a, I had a, a math teacher when I was in the seventh grade and I, I think the way Denver or not Denver, uh, Green Bay Packers, like they're a city owned or a county owned team. Like anybody who like lived there or whatever, like they mm -hmm. own part of. So anyways, he had, he had his certificate of one portion of a stock or one share of a stock of the Green Bay Packers up on the wall. And he used to always say, yeah, like I'm an owner of the Green Bay Packers. I own the Green Bay Packers. And I remember as a kid, I used to think like, oh, that's so cool. Like, why, how's he an owner? But, uh, but you know, it's true. You know, you, you do, you're an owner. Yeah. Not, not so if you have problems with eBay, talk to, yeah. talk to Orlando. He's well, one of the owners. My, my eBay tattoo, you know? <laughs> so, Hey, but okay. Going along with that though, we all know that Nike, or I don't know if you know, but Nike has closed his doors up through the end of March and other retailers have. And there are some resellers that were very like, they were just Nike. Right. And there's others that were just Nike. So, you know, for instance, Matt Klein, we, we interviewed his big Nike seller. Luckily, he has a huge inventory that he's going to be okay for a little while. Right. He is concerned too. And the, the, the issue is here is that diversify. Right. And I, you know, what I don't want to do is I don't want to do, I give you like advice now and you're like, well, hey, great, but that's not helping me. That's not what I'm trying to do. Right. Cause I've seen some people in the comments go like, this is why you have three to six months savings. Well, if you were to talk to Orlando like 10 years ago, I'd be like, okay, thanks. Like, what am I supposed to do with that? Like, I can't do anything about it. Right. But what it can mean is now begin to implement these things or begin to set up that process. So when things recover, understand like putting all your eggs in one basket, right. Isn't the best choice. Yeah. And it goes right? back to even when we did the negotiating book, the never split the difference is the idea of black swan, you know, of this is a black swan. Is, if there's it, ever a black swan. Yeah, it's, it's, it's an, it's an unforeseen event that is very clearly foreseeable, right? Like, like looking back, it's like, yeah, obviously it makes sense that there would be some kind of pandemic at some point over hundred, you know, hundred years. Like there's going to be one, like, yeah, like yeah, yeah. It, it, these no, historically things, there is, yes. These things happen, but it's like, nobody's anticipating like when it's going to happen, how it's going to happen. And so you can't, you can't anticipate it. You can't predict it pr exactly, but usually 
you understand that there's certain things you can have in place, like the three to six month savings, being diversified, things that that are difficult now um, to try and implement. But understanding that when you come out of this, we always talk about the idea of learning, right? And so sometimes failures are the biggest ways to learn. And so I think there's going to be a lot of people who come out of this and say, this was a really rough time, just like the 2008 housing crash, right? It destroyed so many people financially. But almost everybody that I've talked to who went through and, and had their lives destroyed, almost all of them have been able to overcome and they're back to a place where they're like, I'm secure, like I got a good job, I've got another house, I've got things get better. But then the question is, did you make changes? Did you did you buy a house you could afford? Did you, you know, and so all of these things. So come out of this, whatever, whether you come out of this and you're like, I was unscathed because I was prepared or I was able to find the right niche and market and I was okay, or I'm lucky enough, I'm blessed enough to have a job that that is allowing me to work from home and I'm still paid or whatever your situation is. Or maybe you come out of this and you're like, man, that was rough and it took me a couple of years to recover it. I'm never going to forget that lesson. And so no matter what happens in this, don't be the person that maybe 30 years from now, something else big happens. And you're like, man, I already learned this lesson. Mm-hmm. I wish I would have implemented what I learned. Agreed. Agreed. So, hey, we're with you guys. We're going to make this happen. Just keep listening. And we're not ending the episode, by the way. But I just want to encourage you guys. Like, you can only, I've said this so many times. You know, I've been getting up early, by the way. Yeah. I mean, I did switch now. It's it's 7.30 instead of 6. Okay. Just because my kids are home and I felt it was good. And I want to sleep. I want to stay healthy. And so. That's good. You know, so I'm trying not to stay up late. But, uh, yeah, I've been, I've been, I've, I kept to, well, I kept my word until, I will tell you, Friday wasn't, Friday was a rough day. Right. And so I, my son was like, Hey, I want to watch the rest of 24. And guess what season we ended up on? Hmm. The pandemic episode season nice. of nice. all of them. Speaking of which, that game pandemic, a great game. I pulled it out of the closet today and I was like, Hmm, this is fitting. Somebody gifted that me for Christmas. Have you ever played it? No, it's still oh, it's sealed. Great. It's great. Okay. All right. Hey, um, <laughs> what was I going to say? I was going to say something else. Anyways, be consistent. You can only control what you can control. Right. And so right now, wherever the market is, you can list. Right. You can source within your house. You can maybe source your region. Be super careful or maybe don't. Right. Especially if you have those that are more affected by, you know, the the pandemic we're dealing with right now. Just be be aware of that. Yeah. So online arbitrage. Oh, you do, yeah. Oh, and that's the other thing I want to talk about, too. Online arbitrage right now. There's def- definitely going to be an opportunity and there's an opportunity for sellers and buyers and buyers. Right. And sellers are you know, they can interchange, right? You may have stuff that you are willing to offload to somebody because you're like, you know what? I know, I think these were bad buys. You know, it's time for me to let these go right yep. now. Yep. So, all right, we're done with our reseller topics. But before we do that, I wanted to talk about social media. So if you haven't had a chance, make sure to follow us on social. We're on Instagram, Facebook, and TikTok. We are PureSo Podcast. On Twitter, we are PureSo Cast. You can always give us a call, 619-738-1170. That's 619-738-1170. Let us know how you're doing. We'd love to know. You can also email us at podcast at gmail.com. That's podcast at gmail.com. And as always, if you want to say thank you, wait, before I say that, Hey, on YouTube, if you're listening to the podcast and you just want to see our smiling mugs, our bald bearded faces, <laughs> I love how people always go like, we never thought you'd look that way, <laughs> right? They always question up. Find us on YouTube, hit that subscribe button. Hey, we're over 3K, right? Subscribers are like at 32, yeah. three or something like that. So I appreciate all of you guys that have jumped over and hit that notification in case we ever drop some videos. And by the way, the reaction video is probably, you know, something you can listen to. And then if you want to watch, you can watch it on YouTube, right? So. That's right. So check us out on YouTube. And if you want to say thank you in a monetary way, and again, we are not expecting anything from anyone because we're in a 
definitely difficult time, there is that link below. And we also have our Pure Soul Podcast shirts, which, again, we're not expecting anybody hey, to buy any They of are those. comfy, though. So if you're just lounging around the house, man, they are a comfy shirt to be in. <laughs> yes. They know they are comfortable. I agree. I agree. And, hey, reviews. Really appreciate all the great reviews that have been coming in. And, again, we want to provide more content. And so the more content we provide, the more reviews are in there, the more people get exposed. I, I shouldn't even use that word. Right? This is like not the right time. Contaminated. Yeah. Okay. The more people know about- We want Pure Hustle Podcast to like spread. We want it to be contagious. See, all those words. No, you don't. See, I don't know. You're going in the dark humor route. I don't know if we want to go down that road right now. I got a couple chuckles, I'm sure. I'm sure you did. All right. So anyways, hit us up with the review. Let us know what you think of the podcast. And uh, we really appreciate you. We do. All right. It's time for our other segment. Bolo. Like a headbanger bolo right there. Yeah, you should see my son whenever, whenever like Michael's like headbanging on headbangs. Does he really? Yeah, it's the funniest thing. So, do you want to go first? Sure. Um, I got two, and I never have two, so uh, I'm doing this. So my two are, I hope, good. So my first one is, as a teacher, one thing I've noticed, I've had several friends of mine, people who have kids that are home now, have asked me because schools are doing a great job of providing kids stuff, but a lot of parents kind of feel unprepared. It's like, all right, I know there's this computer program, but like, I want to make sure my kid is like learning. And so I've had a few people approach me and say like, what, what can my kid be doing? Like what books should they be reading? What things? And so I have a feeling that right now schools are closed. More and more parents are, are kind of trying to figure out, okay, what is this almost homeschooling thing look like, right? Like it's not full on homeschooling, but it's like, even if like my school has provided them some stuff to do, like, I want to make sure that my kid is not you know, losing what they've learned. And there's this thing that that we kind of call like the summer slide, which is students lose a lot of what they learn over the year. And we kind of have to spend some time bringing them back up. And so it's important that kids, the students that are reading over the summer, the students who are continuing to work, they actually outperform their peers. They're able to, to, to do better in school. And so there's a lot of parents who are just kind of concerned, like what, what can my kids be doing? All that to be said, uh, potential bolos are educational toys, games, and and like books, workbooks, those types of things. And you'd be surprised how many times I've been at garage sales, estate sales, on Craigslist, on Facebook Marketplace, and you kind of see like homeschooling stuff or books. Or and right programs. now we're saying source locally because obviously all those other options aren't available. True. Right now. No, no. Yeah, for, for sure. But um, you never know what you can find, right? So like you might be able to pick up some deals, some some um, bulk buys of some people who maybe they were homeschool parents, their kids have grown out of the stuff and they've got some 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 things, or even if you're just, you know, looking maybe STEM products, STEM science, like projects and things like that, I think are going to start picking up and I could be wrong, but I think that a lot of families are going to be home with their kids trying to figure out what do I do with these kids? I want to make sure they're doing something educational, not just playing video games. So I need to get them some, you know, the Barnes and Noble STEM section. They're going to be buying stuff there. So if you've got things in your eBay store, in your Amazon store that can fill that need, Mm -hmm. you're probably going to do pretty well. Uh, my other one is because of Amazon's closing. I don't know if you saw the video that, or not Amazon, um, Disneyland's closing. Yeah. Did you see the video they they published? They no. produced this really sad, like just a kind of sad music. And it's a video really? of like all of the characters, like walking on the, on main street, waving, they're waving goodbye oh, to everybody. So they're tragic. like walking with employees and they're like holding arms. They're standing up at the castle and they're all waving. And the video ends like as it's fading out and then like, um, the words come across the screen it says like see you real soon or something like that oh, that's so and it, sad. it is sad right oh, my and I've sold like several 
Disney items over the last few days. Wow. And so I think you know, I have too. I yeah. didn't think about that. So I think Disney right now, if you can get Disney things, because I think people have got this like Disney like hole in their heart where it's like, man, I was going to go to Disney or I miss going to Disney or I could have bought. And they're not able to buy those things at Disney. I mean, maybe if they go to Disney stores. So I think there's this kind of like people are, are either panicked or they're just missing Disney. And so Disney things are doing pretty good right now. So um, if you see them, if you've got them and you haven't listed, now might be the time. I like your bolos. Thank you. So I, the first one, I kind of knew we were going that, with that. But the second one, I didn't even think about that. It's good stuff. What do you got for us? So for me, it's drop it. What <laughs> drop it? What I'm noticing is mobile, like video game electronics, right? Mm-hmm. So I'm not talking about you know like a console. I'm talking about whether it's Game Boys or DSs. I, I've lately had some, and maybe you no. Know, I mean the Oregon games. I wish I had those now, right? Because yeah. I sold out of those. But you know, I'm finding that right now people are going to try to find ways to keep. And that sounds terrible. Keep their kids occupied. Right. Because especially if you're trying to work from home, like that's tough. And I know, listen, I, w- I wanted to say this out there to any parents, single, you know, married, whatever is like, don't judge yourself during this time of parenting. Like this is a definitely interesting time. Like you always knew that summer was coming. Yeah. Right. And even with summer, like some of you had planned, like going to a, your kids go to a camp or they have some kind of activities. Well, this one, like none of that's happening. Like you're stuck at home. So I encourage you kind of just take it easy on yourself, right? Because I know we can get really judgmental about our parenting. Uh, Maybe I'm just saying this because of me, like today, my kids were playing video games a lot, like a lot. And part of it, I I was okay because I'm like, hey, they're being distracted from what's going on. And the other part is I had to work Mm. as a full-time seller. Like I had to work and, you know, it still was tough. Like every four or five minutes, you know. One of my kids is asking me a question and I'm trying to help them out. And I love it. I love my kids. So I'm really appreciating this time with them. But at the same time, right, things are going to, there's going to be moments where you're going to have to do work around the house or you're going to have to, you know, take care of your own work or you're just going to have to like, you're going to want to like step away. And so if that's happening with you and with me, I'm sure there are millions that are going to be hoping for the same. So Maybe you had stuff around the house. Maybe your kids have outgrown stuff. Or maybe you have, you know, Christmas gifts that you never opened. Or you could have, you know, old stuff around the house that you just never thought about. Like, now is the time to list those items, right? And I'm not saying they're going to sell. I don't know. We don't know what the market holds. But I'll tell you, my for my own experience, I've been selling some of those items, right? So things that before, like, were just sitting and sitting and sitting, now are selling, because now they're a necessity. So just something to think about. That's good. I like it. So what are you looking forward to now in uh, the next few days? We might, you know, we may do an update episode every week. Yeah. Who knows? Yeah, I think we might need to. Um, You know, okay. So it's weird because this is, I guess I can, I can make it resale related. Um, but I've got a lot of board games that I've collected through reselling that are used that I've always thought like, oh, that'd be fun to play. But, you know, I, I never have time because I have enough board games that I play all the time. Okay. Uh, I'm looking at one right now. It's a Robinson Crusoe board game and it came with the expansion. I got it on. Um, I found somebody on Facebook Marketplace and I was like, oh, this looks cool. Um, and it's like super long, really intricate game. And I'm like, there's no way I'm ever going to have time to play this. I'm just going to have to list it and sell it. But it looks really cool. I love that book. And then I'm like, now's the time. Right. So like mm. I'm 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 looking to go through my inventory. 
find a bunch of the board games that I have that I've never had time to play um, and say, you know what, I'm going to, I'm going to diversify my <laughs> typical playing because I'm going to be able to pull some of my, like my nephews and my wife, Orlando. And Orlando and other people in and say like, Hey, like let's play this random board game that I've got that hasn't sold yet. And then, you know, decide whether or not I actually want to sell it by playing it. So I'm kind of looking forward to, um, it's a little bit of downtime. Um, I, I just, I'm stuck with downtime, right? It's just the way things are right now. There's things I can do reselling wise to, to fill that space. But I also want to be able to look back and say, I had some fun during this time too. And so I'm looking forward to uh, playing that game. I'm looking forward to playing a few other games and just uh, trying to make the most out of out of the situation we have, right? Make some lemonade. <laughs> make some lemonade. Nice. Well, mine's a little different. <laughs> so I just plan on working like crazy. There you go. Uh, you know, and obviously spending time with my boys, but I don't have them all week. And so the time when, you know, they're over with their mom, I'm, I, I'm always doing this anyways, but I'm going to crank it even more, right? I, obviously, I can't go anywhere, really. Um, I still may try to source. I'm not 100% sure about that. I, You know, we don't know. There's so many unknowns. But what I do know is this. I have several hundred items that I still need to list. Isn't that crazy? I got to 2K and I still have several hundred items I need to list. So... I'm going to be listening. I did catch on like when I was organizing that I had a bunch of toys I've not listed. And I'm like, yes, like finally, you know, this is the first time death piles have worked out to my advantage. Right. So I'm looking forward to listing all those death piles. Then I'm looking forward to sourcing online. Right. I mean, part of this, and I know we're going through a really difficult time, but I also like, you know, the, the adventure, the trying to like, find what I need to make things happen. Like, I, I know it's tough. I'm not negating that at all. But what I'm saying is like, I want to make, this is going to, this is going to happen and we're going to see this through and we're going to be okay. And so I'm looking forward to sourcing online and seeing, I already have some things I already sourced online that have worked out for me, but I need to expand that more. And then I have some Amazon shipments I need to send in. Right? And I'm encouraged by hearing what Amazon is doing because there's a part of me that was going to be completely done with Amazon until all this is over. But if Amazon is going to keep doing fulfillment and hopefully, you know, it doesn't look like they're going to be closing the warehouses based on this recent news. I have a lot of DVD recorders and VCRs and other electronics I haven't tested that, you know, I got to make those sales. So I'm going to make that happen. So I can't say I'm looking forward to that piece, but I'll be looking forward to the revenue that's going to be needed over time. It's true. So, it's good. So, yeah. So, hey, you know what? We'll catch you guys on Friday yeah. at our reaction video what? to Trash Talk. And we may do just another update episode next Wednesday instead of a theme episode for the moment. Yeah. So, yeah. There's so much going on right now. And, uh, you know, if we have an opportunity to throw some extra episodes, let us know what you think. What are some things you'd like to hear us do? Um, you know, we'd, we'd love to provide as much as much that we can to the community, whether it's distraction, whether it's value, whether it's um, just Orlando and I acting foolish, who knows, right? Like you let us know, you know, <laughs> you no go. ghost peppers. Orlando got out of that one. but hey, uh, And we have know. an awesome interview dropping on Sunday too. Yeah. We have thrifty travel. Jen, she is legit. You don't want to miss it. And you know, it's definitely going to open your eyes to a different way of sourcing. It's yeah. going to be great. It so. is. I'm excited to actually implement those things. Um, I mentioned my Uganda trip in that episode because we recorded it ahead of time. Uh, and now that's not happening. So when you hear me talking about, I might be in Uganda right now. I'm not, I'm not yeah. in Uganda, <laughs> but it's okay. We're eventually going to go back to where we're going right. to be. So, Hey, with all that being said, Hey, make sure to stay healthy. Keep that social distancing happening and let's, you know, 
Let's look after one each other and just build each other up. With all that being said, make sure to be real, be relevant, and be reselling. Please. Please.